The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Edmonton Economic Development Corporation has a new CEO, and with him comes a new approach to growing business opportunities for the city. And Derek Hudson unveiled his plan at the EEDC's annual luncheon yesterday, and today he joins us, I think about uh, fifth uh, <laughs> today, to talk about your plans. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here today. Nice to have you here. So what was what was wrong with the way things were being done before? I don't know if there's uh, so much going into what was wrong with things done before, but we're in a very interesting time. Mm-hmm. So we have a combination of challenges in our ener- energy industry, some of which are global and others are, you know, kind of local and policy policy challenges. One of the things that uh, that I've noted is that Spent a lot of time worrying about that, and one of uh, our messages yesterday was a call to action to think, to look at the things that we can control, and to bring the business community together. Another thing that's uh, that we face every day is the impact of technology mm-hmm. and disrupting even basic uh, traditional industries, and so that's another opportunity that we have that we talked about yesterday. So, but D- Derek, yesterday you you talked about um, exploring ways to get the city past uh, oil market doldrums, is is what I think you called it. Um, you've been with the corporation for six years now. Um, this has been going on for a while. We've we've ridden this boom and bust cycle over the years. Why hasn't it been done before? Well, one of the things that's been attempted and um, for many years is this move to economic diversification. Mm-hmm. And the idea being that if we have uh, strengthened a number of different industries, then when one goes down, the other one will go up and we'll be fine. But, and I think in 2013, uh, you could call it, the Edmonton had a prosperous economy and we had a diversified economy on paper, but what we didn't have was a resilient economy. And so when when the oil prices dropped, we all suffered. Mm-hmm. And so I'm changing the conversation a little bit, and I want to talk about prosperity, which we all need, but also resilience. And the interesting thing about resilience is you may jump to diversification as the answer, but it's, there's a lot more to it than that. And so that's some things that we think we can explore and get some really good ideas about. For example, resilience... Uh, I think speaks to the value of where we've come from and the importance of the industries that that we have now and how we need to fully utilize the resources that we have. Uh, But it also talks about the ability to withstand shocks Mm. and to be able to adapt to new opportunities and challenges. So you mentioned that you want to help with the things you are able to control, but one of the things you aren't able to control are, for example, uh, taxes. And many businessmen will tell you that that's their biggest impediment in growing or even locating in Edmonton is our tax base here. How much influence can you have on the city of Edmonton to change that? Or are you even motivated to change that? So I I think you want to look at an overall good business environment. But what we're talking about right now is for opportunities for growth and expanding businesses. And I think if if a business only ever focuses on its costs. There's a finite amount of uh, upside to that. So looking at business growth is, uh, in my mind, where to go. Edmonton Economic Development Corporation is owned by the City of Edmonton. We're funded by the City of Edmonton. So I don't think I'm in much of a position to... uh, (laughs) to say that there should be no property taxes. <laughs> I also value the services that we get as well. Uh, on the other hand, in my comments yesterday, I called on all organizations 
to see what we can do to, uh, I guess, level up in terms of our performance and our efficiency. And I think that's something that governments can look at, but it doesn't exclude the private sector from doing that as well. Are there specific sectors that you think that we need to be taking a closer look at and expanding on when you talk about diversification and um, and, and making the city uh, a st- having a stronger base? So a slight correction, I'm not talking about diversification, I'm talking about resilience. Resilience, sorry, yeah, back to okay, resilience, good. sorry. That's good, thanks for the uh, opportunity to talk about that again. Um, we're, we have this opportunity to um, reset, reset uh, or contribute to the thinking of a new economic development strategy for Edmonton. And I don't want to jump to sectors too quickly because what happens is you pick a sector, that means you didn't pick another sector. Mm. And I think there's an opportunity, f- because we have such an integrated economy, to, f- to find new ways of taking what we do well in one particular sector and applying it in the, another sector. So we've been talking about, on the one hand, economic resilience. We've talked about uh, prosperity as well. And uh, another thing that uh, you might have heard yesterday is economic drivers. Mm -hmm. So drivers like exporting products outside of the region uh, doesn't pick a sector, but we'll, we'll, in our consultations, look for opportunities that the community can unearth for new products that we can take outside of this market and into the world. So how exactly does that work? I mean, I might as well get specific. I, I make a widget, and I'm based in Edmonton, and I employ 15 people, and my market is currently Alberta. Um, but I'm interested, obviously, in expanding my market and therefore, as a result, expanding my business and employing more Albertans. How does the EEDC help that businessman? So uh, one very specific example is the TAP program, Trade Accelerator Program. Uh, we put that on in uh, various cohort, cohorts throughout the year with the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce. And that's to take an organization uh, like the one you describe. Uh, and get it to be export ready. Uh, there's a specific example, and we uh, we were, I guess, demoing it uh, out in the reception area yesterday. There's uh, a couple of companies in town, Hanson Distillery and Strathcona Spirits, that have just started distilling their own spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, their intention, I think, initially was to be just a very, very cool local company, <laughs> and now we have them selling into Japan. I was going to say, they were just yeah. in Japan recently. Yeah. I know so, and was, how yeah. did you make that happen? Uh, so we have um, a track record of and, and contacts in Japan, and so we, we kind of get them ready, make them export ready in terms of uh, the quality, labeling, uh, quality control and things like that. Things that are very important in Japan. Uh, and then at some point we dress them up nice and we, we take, take them, them over. <laughs> take them over and meet the, to meet the right people. Do you write a check to them at all? I mean, do no, you? No, we're, typically we're not a granting agency. Okay. It's more facilitating, uh, training, introducing, and, and networking and things like that. And are your services free to those companies? Yes, they are. Okay. Well, the, the the program costs money. Right. The, to sign up for the program costs cost money and companies pay their way. But uh, a lot of the services we provide are, are done as on a consultative basis, yes. Huh. Interesting. We wanted to explore a little bit uh, the difference between EEDC and, what is it, Edmonton Global. Sure. Um, so, can, yeah, can you explain what the difference is and, and how they do or do not overlap? So Edmonton Global, uh, I'll start with uh, our organization. Okay. Edmonton Economic Development Corporation is owned by the city of Edmonton. And it was established in 1993 when the, the convention center, the tourism authority, 
the Research Park Authority and the Economic Development Authority were merged. So we work for the city of Edmonton and and we've always had an impact and an influence in the region, but we've never had regional ownership. And so uh, last summer, 15 municipalities in the Edmonton region came together and put their money in to create Edmonton Global. And Edmonton is a shareholder in Edmonton Global, but it's one of 15. Okay. Uh, Edmonton Global's focus is on coordinating economic development efforts throughout the, throughout the region, marketing the Edmonton metro region to the world as one entity. That's the way we, th- we all think of mm-hmm. it. And uh, our responsibility is to the city of Edmonton to grow the economy within the city of Edmonton. But you can't completely separate them, so we work very closely with Edmonton Global. The other, the other dis- difference is Edmonton Economic Development in its current form is 26 years or $70 million operation with these uh, big convention centers and tourism. And Edmonton Global is new and small, and we um, look forward to what uh, what it can do, but it's it's new and uh, just okay. putting it, things together. I would assume that when you talk about an organization that has 50 or 15 stakeholders, but they're throughout the province, that there might be a difference in the industries they support as well. I would assume there's a, uh, with Global Edmonton, or is it Edmonton Global or Global Edmonton? Edmonton Global. <laughs> I don't, I'm Global. not sure I'm allowed to say Global Edmonton. Yeah, they, oh, yeah, you are. No, that's our sister no, we, okay, state. Right, okay. so yeah, yeah. We own them. We're okay. good that way. Keep saying keep, it. Keep getting that straight. <laughs> Everywhere. Okay. Would that be more focused on uh, agricultural, dairy, that sort of thing? So it's the it's the municipalities right around the Edmonton region. It doesn't go beyond okay. that. Uh, but there is an agriculture focus. There's also focus on things like petrochemicals and uh, the kind of heavy industry that happens outside the city limits. And then in Edmonton, we're looking at things like health and technology, finance, that are more focused you know, okay. right in Edmonton. So I have to ask as well that one of the things you said yesterday, was that yesterday or was yes. that this morning? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, sorry. It's been a long week. Um, you called for an audit uh, in 2020. So w- Why do you need an audit? So the process was uh, actually that uh, at the Edmonton City Council Audit Committee, uh, a motion was passed to ask our board to consider having an audit by the city auditor. Were there concerns? Uh, I can't speak to the to the motivation, other than public stewardship is a. Mike, Councillor Nickel, Councillor Nickel brought uh, it the up. Money guy, yeah, 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 money guy. Yeah. So there you go. So, so uh, Edmonton Economic Development Corporation has a financial audit every year. Mm. Uh, so this is more of an operational thing, and it was it's to be done by the city auditor. And so we met with the city auditor, and have looked at where our organization is and where it's going and looked at their plans and commitments and they plan a long ways out. So in uh, early fall, we'll probably settle on the terms and that will go into the 2020 audit plan, which will then be approved by our audit committee and the city's audit committee. But you have have to appreciate that the city council can't direct an audit because we have an independent board of directors. So, gotcha. so we're looking forward to the results. I've. Uh, I well, said, who isn't looking forward to an well, audit? I know. I know. <laughs> you know who fun times. You know, I used to be an auditor many years ago. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, and, and no one ever thanked me for coming. <laughs> Derek Hudson, the CEO of Edmonton Economic Development Corporation, joining us in studio this afternoon. Uh, you've been. You were C. OO of, uh, of the corporation for the past six years have moved into this role. How will you gauge success? How, what is the markers for you when it comes to success as you're moving ahead? So I talked uh, yesterday about 
just my family mm-hmm. and um, how when early in our marriage, uh, my wife Tamaris, uh, well, I was interested in maybe moving to the coast where she grew up, and she said, no, Edmonton's going to be a far better place uh, to raise our children, and we had four, and it's worked out <laughs> just fantastic. Um, that's kind of a measure, you know, and I was speaking with uh, Mayor Iveson. He has a, a Dexter and Alice factor, uh, talking about <laughs> yes, his, his children. Kids, yeah. And uh, so you can't really measure that. Uh, so one of the things we're doing as we uh, work with city council and embarking on the strategy is defining the outcomes. And I'm using the words prosperity and resilience because we need economic growth and we need people to have good incomes, but we also need to be able to weather the bad times. And I would like to see some measurement around that. For the past many years, we've measured Edmonton economic development on the results of our activities and how they, how we can see how they generate economic impact. And we'll continue to do that. But what I'm really interested in is how we actually impact the economy and where, where the growth opportunities are so that our children and grandchildren, mm-hmm. if they want, first, that we want them to stay here because it's such a cool place. And then they can do whatever they want because they have the opportunities to both get the education and then, and then the employment and whatever the cool things are that uh, jobs that haven't been invented yet that they can do. Well, it's interesting you talk about Japan. My my kid and his wife just moved back from Tokyo after uh, being there for a long, long time because this is where they wanted to be to continue their careers and and raise family and 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 that was it. So well, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it was, uh, is know. there is there grandchildren involved? Just oh well, mm. let's. Maybe soon. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want to. So so that, and there's nothing better. Yeah. I got to tell you, there's nothing better than senior grandchildren. Um, well, Caribbean vacations are pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure, grandchildren are great. Yeah, that's yeah. Great. I mean, you know. You have three of them. Have you figured out their names yet? Uh, I know their names. I have a fourth on the way, which we discovered yesterday will oh. be uh, yet another boy. Four, four boys. Four boys. Four boys. Oh. Everyone's very pleased. Boy, we're, oh boy. We're two and two on the, really? grand, on the grandchildren front. Yeah. If some, if one of my yeah. two kids has a girl, she is going to be spoiled rotten of by course. this guy. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. uh, well, Derek, we want to thank you for joining us in studio this afternoon. Look forward to uh, chatting with you more down the road and look forward to see how your vision unfolds for uh, this great city of ours. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you both for the time. Take care. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.